Hello everyone, welcome to another Ismono podcast. Before I start this episode, I just wanted to let you know that this episode or the podcast overall is not sponsored, at least not yet. But it is supported by all of the people on Patreon. So if you want to support my content, be it all of the videos on my main channel, or you want to support the podcast or the content that you can consume on Instagram, then check out my Patreon at you know the bow. I thank all of you who are supporting me on Patreon, who are watching my videos and who are listening to this podcast. Thank you very much. And now let's start the episode. Hello everyone, welcome to another Ismono podcast and in this episode I have a returning guest with me. David from Cariology is with me now and if you don't know him, check out the episode that we recorded. I would say it was in June, I believe, yeah, June or July. Um, welcome, David. How are you? And uh, maybe you can also, if people haven't Listen to that episode. Give us a short introduction to yourself. Absolutely. Hey, Bob. Uh, David Samwell. I'll go by Dave Sam in the, the bag world in particular, the carrier world. Uh, I come from Carryology or work with the Carryology boys uh, and the team there uh, where we explore better ways to carry. Uh, <laughs> before that, I was on my own. Uh, I had my own little YouTube channel where I was doing mostly bag reviews. Uh, I would say that bags are like a pet passion of mine. Bo and I talked about this last time, <laughs> kind of how intimate bags can be for an individual. Very intimate. <laughs> exactly. So I feel that very uh, wholeheartedly. And then I also feel like generally bag companies don't know how to take good enough pictures or video <laughs> to show me the bag. So tie on to the review world. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for your time and being here with me again for you it's the morning for me it's the afternoon so i really appreciate that you come to my podcast on a saturday morning one week before christmas <laughs> so i happy to so thank you very much and yeah as i said it is almost christmas so it's almost the end of the year and i kind of want to center this episode a little bit around recapping the year maybe and I would love to know or start start you off with the first question that is, what's your favorite item? I don't want to put you on the spot with the bag, so I'm just going to ask you about an item. It can be a bag if you like, but um, yeah, what mm. what has impressed you the most this year? Or what do I'm you enjoy surrounded. the most? I'm yeah, surrounded <laughs> by so many of my favorite things. I like, I want to and it can. One. Oh, by the way, it cannot be something that you can eat. I know that you like eating, <laughs> but it has to be an item. <laughs> Nothing that you can eat. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This one's a special one for me. I'm just grabbing it here. This is a Bedouin Foundry messenger bag, mm, um, yeah. but it was specially made with some of the Carryology colors, so they didn't make too many of them. It's pretty fantastic. It's also a camera bag. It's a built-in yeah. camera bag with Dyneema. This is... One of my all-time, all-time favorite things to like have to carry, thing. to use. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For the audio listeners, that was the Bedouin messenger bag with a orange, black um, interior fabric. Looks yeah, it's a high-vis interior, but with a um, very artistic twist to it. It's got you know lots of like gears and flowers mm -hmm. and other things that are kind of pictured into it. 
Um, it's just a very unique bag to carry. You know, when you're carrying it around, mm. you drop it on a on a desk or something. People ask, "Oh, what's what's that? Where'd you get that?" <laughs> but it it looks comparatively small to a regular sized backpack. I would I would say it's like it looks like eleven liters capacity, maybe. Yeah, I'd call it maybe eleven, maybe thirteen yeah. at the most. So does that mean that you kind of change your packing habit over the years? It's definitely better as like a daily carry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, give me one second. My dog here is uh, trying to get outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely better on the daily carry side. So mm. going to work just with my standard equipment. It's fantastic sure. for that. Secondary bag if you're traveling. So if you're going to bring a roller bag or something like of that. Course. This one's great because it fits under the seat vertically. So you can still have room for your feet. So sure. I like doing that. So if you got a like light camera carry, it's also nice because you don't have to bring any um, camera cubes or anything because mm. it's already a camera cube. So it is kind of light in that sense that you can pack things a little tighter. For reference, what camera are you using? Do you use a full frame DSLR or is it rather a smaller camera like a sony a6000 something um i have a few cameras um because i have a gas problem if same you don't know yeah same. <laughs> you don't know but what gas is for the yeah. audio listeners <laughs> gear acquisition syndrome yeah um unfortunately so home, it's an addiction <laughs> at home i shoot on the a74 but it's always mm -hmm. mounted just like right here yeah um usually i'll carry I bought a, a used Q2 after the Q3 came out. Mm -hmm. So um, I'll carry that or the Deluxe. I bought a Deluxe as well, which I like. It's just so nimble. Yeah. Honestly, fits in my pocket. Yeah. So that's it's a great a, little camera. For the all your listeners, that's a Leica. A Leica Q2 and a Q3. Nice, really nice camera. But it's... Okay, That's those are not that big, actually. They're fairly no. compact. So, okay, so you usually No have extra like, lenses. No, yeah. you know, okay. I, I go very, very light. And then if I need video, a lot of times I'll carry the Osmo Pocket with me. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I've had that for years and mm -hmm. I find it, especially during the day, I find it to be more than adequate for the things that I'm trying to shoot, you know, Are a you little bit of B-roll here. Yeah. Are you considering upgrading to the new one? With a bigger I, sensor, I literally just did. <laughs> so I just yeah, purchased yeah. that, but oh, I haven't I used it yet. I yeah. want to buy that one, but I just I can't justify getting it. But I do want it. <laughs> if I'm totally honest. I mean, no lie. I sold some of my. I was very committed to full frame lenses and whatnot, mm -hmm. but I think to the point you're making, it's so much harder to carry. You're carrying yes. an extra 15 or 20 pounds plus all the space. Yes. Every time. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't feel worth it most of the time. You know, I'll carry a mm -hmm. lens to use it for an hour or 30 minutes or something. <laughs> it's like, I don't yes. need it for four days and all the space. Exactly. And I might break exactly. it. It's, you know, $800 or over $1,200. So I sold a few lenses. So I felt, you know, okay buying mm -hmm. the, the did you get Did you get the co uh, complete uh, creator kit with the mic and with the, I'm not sure, it's the yeah. wide angle adapter and ND filters, right? Uh, no ND filters, wide angle adapter, plus the um, creator battery and okay. the, um, the the long tripod okay. and the mic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I did that because, like I said, or um, for the audio listeners, I guess we were rapping a little bit earlier. My goal is to do a little more on the road 
mm. b-roll and video so even on an airplane i feel like i could set that up super yes. quickly super easily it's not invasive you know to the person next to me necessarily yeah. just like a full frame camera would be necessary. so yeah. i i'm excited about that one i think i'm going to get to use it a lot this year do you, we'll see how that goes do you feel um kind of awkward filming when people are around or because i do feel a little bit awkward and i feel like or i i would assume that i feel more comfortable with the dji pocket Mm. filming myself in public but i feel very so weird i think <laughs> it's funny because when you say filming yourself i think filming yourself actually isn't that hard or filming things in public people Talk, do talking. that all the time yeah. it's talking it's talking right? you look yeah. like a crazy exactly. person talking yes, to exactly. yourself <laughs> yeah you're totally right it's about the talking it's not the filming it's the talking you're right that's totally so what i, I meant yeah I did a uh, eight trip, eight tips for getting through the airport faster video. And yeah. in the airport, I was recording several of the tips. It's and then I was looking for corners. I was trying Same. to just be out of the way. It's it's so awkward talking at full volume or regular volume yeah. to nobody. Yeah. But it's even <laughs> weirder. I, I remember I was in Dubai uh, at the airport and I wanted to film myself years ago uh, when I went to Indonesia and I was looking for a corner where no one see, uh, would see me. But it's even worse if you're standing there talking to a camera and then <laughs> it's empty, no one is there and suddenly someone comes and he looks at you and is like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> it's even for worse. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh. So, yeah, yeah but... I, I'm happy to hear that I'm not the only one feeling weird about it. Oh, yeah. It takes so much, I feel like, practice before you get not even comfortable. Yeah. You get like, you don't care anymore, I guess, if people think you're crazy. <laughs> And I'm not there yet. I mean, I, you know, I feel like I watch people all the time who are much more adept at it, who do it. And they still say they get nervous, right? They've yeah. got a million followers, whatever, and they keep saying that they get nervous doing stuff like that. But but going back to, okay, so you have a fairly, let's say, compact camera setup. Do you put anything else in the Bedouin uh, messenger bag besides that? Because as, a, as we just said, it's not that big, actually. Do you carry a laptop then, or do you work on an so, iPad or something? Um. One of the things that made me wish I got the Q3, even though it's so much more expensive, so I mean, I don't really wish I got it. But the Q2, you either need to purchase more batteries. So if you're mm -hmm. out for like a five-day trip, it may not be feasible to just have, you know, five, six batteries or something like that, because the battery doesn't last a ton. Or you got to bring the charger with it, and it's just a brick charger. There's no mm -hmm. way to plug it in whatsoever. So that alone actually makes it a little less compact than you think if you're traveling in particular oh, okay. um so i bring that oftentimes i'll obviously bring like a laptop or an ipad depending on kind of what i'm doing or the situation yeah, yeah. if i need to do editing or something like that um or if i need the horsepower of my uh laptop i'm a big headphones person i'll usually bring these in particular so um, sony's the, right Yeah, these are the Sonys. These are the fours. The fives are out now, um, or they've been out for maybe over a year now, uh, which I hear are great, but the fours, I, I didn't have a good reason to upgrade. I think mm. they're pretty fantastic overall. 
Um, and then I'll have uh, ear pods or something like that. Just some pair of pods that I can yeah, more yeah. quickly and easily kind of transition with. Um, what else? That's usually about it. I mean, I've, I'll have knickknacks and things like that. Oftentimes, you know, a little tool set or, you know, medications and, you know, stuff like that. But nothing, nothing but special still, that I continue to keep with me. Yeah. Considering all of the gear that you put inside, it still sounds that you have reduced, which I do like a lot. I mean, I'm also always kind of like recommending to people to kind of downsize because it forces you to rethink. But I'm not good at actually putting what I preach into practice, <laughs> unfortunately. I still go with a 20 literish backpack instead of going with the smaller one whenever I travel. So uh, I really think that's pretty cool that you went for a smallerish messenger bag then. But for that, I mean, I'm bringing a, like either a duffel or a roller sure. bag with my clothes, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's kind of two bag travel at that point. Yeah, okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not that good at one bag travel personally. Yeah. Like Same. right now, I'm, Same. I'm working on a digital nomad packing list, trying to do I, it all in one bag, which I, I think I'll get it. to do. But man, yeah, I'm like, I keep upping the bag. I'm like, I'm at 35 liters now. I'm like, I might have to go to 40. <laughs> yeah. I'm so impressed by Tom from Packhacker who did this one bag travel thing for such a long time. Um, it's amazing. I again, I can't do it, but I now I kind of am able to kind of rethink this one bag travel because for me before I'm now wearing glass or I I've always had glasses, but I mm -hmm. prefer to wear contact lenses. And with my mm -hmm. contact lenses, it was always kind of difficult to put those liquids into carry-on bags because I had hard contact lenses and those lenses had these special liquids. The that solution, you, yeah. Yeah, the solution that you weren't able to get in those smaller travel-friendly sizes, which was kind of stupid. So that's why I was always struggling to actually do one bag travel but now wearing glasses i i anticipate that it could become easier for me just to pack the liquids so totally. yeah maybe i can do it sometime soon <laughs> i'll let you know how it's going as i'm yeah. doing it i'm uh, i'm still collecting a few items and uh figuring out the bag situation like i said but i'll get there i'll, I'll okay. let you know <laughs> then I want to get to the next question that is a little bit similar in terms of an item this year. What has been your most surprising item or bag this year where you thought, potentially thought, oh, I wouldn't like this and you did like it or you said, oh, this could be amazing mm. and then you realized, oh, it wasn't that amazing. So can be positive or negative. You know, we might have the same one. I don't know if this was from last year. It might be, it was just every year feels like at the end of the year, it feels so yeah. long. The Compact from Black Ember. Yeah. Their mm -hmm. little side. Mm -hmm. It's just like I wanted to like it. I really want to like it. I use it every once in a while. It, it has some of the right function, but there's just these tiny things that I'm like, but for who? Like, yeah who who's gonna use it this way yeah, yeah. right um or like the way that it even just distributes stuff in the pockets is just 
I just haven't been able to figure out the way to use it quite um, quite so well. So that was really on the disappointing side. And I'm going to pick Black Ember, actually, for the um, item that I love the most. And it's actually something I saw your video on, too. Um, I got a video coming out where it's rated as my favorite bag is the 18 liter. Yeah, I think you like the 25 liter. Yeah. But yeah. the R3. It's great. <laughs> kudos to Black Ember. Yeah. That is a, it quickly has become one of my maybe like all time favorite Same. bags, which I did not think. And the 18 liter in particular, I just love how compact it is. Mm. Very, very um, niche. I love those magnets that close out the yeah. laptop compartment. It's a really, really fantastic brand. How do you utilize the compression compartment inside the main? Because in my review, um, I said that I do like the these compression compartments that you have mm. in the main main compartment, but I feel that they are deep or very deep holes where yeah. stuff just slides to the bottom and accumulates at the bottom, which is why I started well, I did that before, but I try try to stack pouches on top of each other to utilize the yeah, whole space. Yeah. How do you use the that compartment for yourself? So I'm with you on that. My only criticism is that that, especially that front flap, is just mm -hmm. everything is just a deep pocket, yeah. so everything kind of falls to the bottom. I'm with you on that. Um, main compartment, I usually stack headphones and my whatever tech mm -hmm. kit I'm using. This is the Bellroy one I'm using right I have now. To say, yeah. um, it's a great one. It's tiny. Yeah. It's good. It's nice. <laughs> um, so I'll put those in the main. And then um, oftentimes in the actual front flap, I stick to my flat item. So I've been keeping or I've been carrying a keyboard mm -hmm. um, and a mouse. And I yeah. use a MacBook. So I use the Magic Mouse and the Magic I Keyboard. See. So mm -hmm. they're both very thin. I know people don't love the Magic Mouse because of the way it charges. But no lie. It's one of the best mouses that you can use as a mouse itself. Yeah, from the interface, <laughs> it's great. But don't your hands cramp up? I, I feel it very uncomfortable over time. I end up uh, typing a lot, so I only use the mouse intermittently anyways. But mm, yeah, okay. over time. Either way, put some flat items in there. I usually throw like a jumper or a light sweater mm -hmm. or something like yeah, that yeah, in yeah, that yeah. zippered compartment. Um, and then in the front, I stick to tools, things that are like semi-flat. Um, I've got like a little med kit here that I, uh, I'll bring with me often. It's just like a tiny, cool. yeah, very little med kit here, um, that, depending on what I'm doing. But yeah, I'll throw that in the bag sometimes. Stuff like that. That's a Maxpedition, right? Or is this? that the Tasmanian I actually got Tiger? this on Amazon. I think this was oh, like... Okay like 10 bucks on amazon or something oh, cool. just so i could have when i was going on a camping trip once and then i loved how small it was so yeah yeah That's i ended cool. up just carrying it with me most of the time cool i found it to be you know it's like one it's like wearing a seatbelt you don't need it all the time but that time you need it you're like i'm so happy i have this. yeah yeah it's yeah. better to have than to need right that's the saying right yeah right exactly <laughs> would you say um My next question would have been the most disappointing item. Would you say the compact is a little bit the, the most disappointing item? I mean, it's definitely up there. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm sure you're the same way. When an item's too disappointing, it's not. Disappointing. I just don't it's use it. Like, yeah, I just, same. I, I just I put it away, so I kind of forget about it. I, I feel um, sometimes feel I personally I am the most 
um, I'm hyping up Black Amber a lot, but I'm also tearing into them a lot because, for instance, the TKS, I didn't like the TKS. And the compact sure. is for me in the in the middle part. I love all of the Citadel bags. I even love the first one. Um, yeah. That one was great. I mean, they had mm. also the modular version of the Citadel, which was, yeah. they. I mean, Fantastic. they pushed it. Yeah, they push the boundaries. So that's why I love Black Amber products. But I also am not afraid to tear into them because, yeah, the T TKS, I, I mean, as I said, they push the boundaries, right? But it, it's well, not a very usable bag, in my humble opinion. You, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there, though, right? Like, I think when you're that creative and you operate in a in a high risk, high reward space. Yeah. Like the reward is the R3 or like, or the yeah. R2 or it's yeah. a, it's knocked out of the park and people like cult love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you miss, you miss big because like yeah. you tried something very, very unique and the yeah. TKS I'm with you as far as a bag awful. as far as a, um, tech kit. Okay. It was mm. fine to just throw yeah. in your bag as a tech kit. But yeah, I mean, the conversion, it just didn't hit. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate that they tried. This is why yeah, I love definitely. the company Black Ember. Yeah. Do you feel, um, I mean, uh, that's maybe a very um, hot topic. Do you think, do you prefer this new fabric of Black Ember or the old one? Because I haven't answered this qu that question for myself yet in terms of, Do you feel that going with this new fabric on the Citadel R3, that they, yeah, that they kind of went mainstream? Because, I mean, it's not the same fabric like on Air, for instance, but it goes yeah. in a similar direction, if you uh, understand what I mean. It's, it's yeah. I felt that the old fabrics that they have with this bonded, welded, I think that's what they called it, like welded, The um, hex fabric or yeah whatever it was stuff called. like that yeah. that laser welded i felt that that was a very unique approach and a very unique design language and i understand why they moved away from that um to this new fabric that is still unique in air quotes but closer to what other brands use do you feel that is yeah a little bit too mainstream I mean, yes and no I feel like when you're a small company, especially like on Kickstarter, you have to stand out. And so you invent things or you do things very differently. Yeah. But as you become more mainstream, I guess the question to me is like, how effective was that material over this new R66 material that is more mainstream? but probably costs is much, much more cost effective. Once you're big enough, you don't necessarily need the gimmickry. And I don't mean it that it Good was point. bad gimmickry. No, you just no. don't necessarily need that as far mm. as getting your brand out there and going about marketing and Makes things. Sense. So yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. It was unique, but as a user who loved those bags and who loves this bag, I'm trying to think of what I personally gained by that unique material. True. Very, and very I don't, well, valid point. I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> no, that's that's a very valid point. Good. Yeah, I like that. All right. Going to, I mean, that's a very good segue because you mentioned kind of like 
sticking out of the crowd and being a little bit unique, let's let's do something fun. Let's do an imaginary wish item. Mm, if you could okay. if you could create an item and I'm I'm intentionally saying item because I could imagine that you go either the camera route, either the back route or either the food route because if you don't know, <laughs> if you haven't followed Dave on his Instagram, he does like to eat pastry and I'm the same. You know what? I just want to say, I bought myself a pack of donuts yesterday. And you know what? The worst thing about this, when you get a pack of donuts and those donuts are stale and they, they are not oh. soft and squishy anymore. Oh, that was terrible. But I was craving so much donuts and I was eating one of them and I was like, ugh. It's disgusting. Like a, but uh, you keep it's a top five worst flavor or yeah. worst like expectation meets reality. <sighs> but my craving was so big, so I was eating like three of them because but it was <sighs> I was torturing myself but I wanted to donut. <laughs> so honestly, I drink a lot of regular Coke. So sometimes I'll go to like a drive-thru or something, I'll get a meal with a regular Coke. And if there's Diet Coke in there and I go to drink it and think <sighs> it's a regular Coke. It's the dis most disappointing feeling <laughs> I think you could ever have. <laughs> no, you know what's more disappointing? When you get a Coke and all of the um, the sparkly thing, it's just stale and it's <sighs> not like bubbly anymore. That is the no. most disappointing. Just that syrup? Is, oh, oh, that is so disgusting. <laughs> <sighs> oh, okay. <laughs> so the question is... Imaginary wish item. I'm going to go a little off off uh, brand here, I guess. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to find the perfect pants okay. uh, recently. And I have a lot of good candidates, right? I love many pants from mm -hmm. Western Rise. I actually love the Boundary Supply pants. They never released them officially. They were just oh, on Kickstarter. Didn't they, I didn't know that they, they have pants. This was years Holy ago God. that they released them on Kickstarter. But I think oh. I have like four pairs of them. I wear them all the time. They're pretty fantastic. What I'm looking for, though, I think what <clears throat> what I would love is two things. One, mm -hmm. I want the pants to be a little more um, daily forward, if you will. Mm -hmm. So figuring out the right pocketing for today's environment. I think a lot of people carry bags. So I don't necessarily need all of the zippers and the crazy pockets yeah. that I think a lot of people add today. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to see more of a phone specific pocket, very literally phone mm -hmm. specific back mm -hmm. pocket, because that's the only thing I put in my in back, back pocket these days. Yeah. You're I not afraid to back. sit down on it. I don't no, I take it out of my, I'm, I always take it out of my pocket when I, when I sit down. Oh, I would be too afraid that I accidentally sit down on it. Yeah, no, okay. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm very, yeah, like, I want to see some very, I think, unique features mm -hmm. added to pants. The other thing I'd like to see, I always find that pants, they're like, the way they're shaped is that the waist is the most wide part. Mm -hmm. And I kind of understand why they do that. But I'd love to see some sort of like, tapering on the waist mm -hmm. easily, mm -hmm. to make them a little more, um, I don't know, I don't know what the right word is, a little more fitted. And then the last thing mm -hmm. that I've been thinking about is I feel like my belt loops, the actual ones attached to the pants, they consistently kind of like blow out a little bit and don't yeah. quite work the way I want them to. 
I wonder if turning them sideways or not sideways, but angling them a little yeah. bit and maybe making them a little more elastic on the ends would help with that um, type of, of mm -hmm. uh, just bringing them a little bit tighter to the body, keeping the belt closer to the body. But see, I want to see some like innovation is, in pants. I feel like yeah. everybody just creates a five pocket pant with a slightly different fabric. I like, it's like that. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, f I feel like that that sounds kind of like a mix of a dress pant because I have some dress pants where they actually have these loop, not loops, kind of like secondary button loops on the sides where you can actually kind of tighten oh. the the waist a little bit. Um, so it's somewhat... It's a like a stylish dress pant that, that I got. Not sure if that's for all dress pants, but at least that one had it. Um, the angled belt loop is an amazing idea. I want that as well. That's a really good idea, actually. Um, would we'll make so much, yeah, makes so much sense in terms of for people like us who carry EDC and sometimes want to hang like a carabiner on that. that exactly. Or just some reinforced belt loop would make so much sense. Some motorcycle pants actually have a specific um, kind of not a D ring, but just a ring on mm. on that part on the left side. So whenever you swing over your legs with your right leg, you don't hit your tank with your uh, with your keys. Therefore, oh. it's on the left side, and there is then yeah, just for keys. Um, the phone I've pocket. Seen... Yeah. I've seen like some nylon loops on pants uh, yeah. for stuff like that. I've also seen, I think, reinforced to an extent, like underneath the regular belt loop, like just a tiny secondary belt yeah. loop. I've Is seen that what you're talking too. about? Kind of that reinforcement. Also, but there's sometimes some pants, um, the brand is called Pandamoto. They actually have something specifically just for keys on oh, okay. the left side. Yeah, The back pocket or the pocket for phones i've seen those in those so-called travel pants but usually kind of on your thigh they're on your thigh yeah right. not a big fan of that to be quite well honest. i don't like i don't like putting my phone in my front pocket because yeah. it always blows out my that's, pocket that's why i don't like it on the thighs because it looks weird yeah on the thighs. it looks so weird yeah um i would love like boundary had something interesting they had a regular back pocket And then they tried a light magnet on the side of each so that mm -hmm. when your phone is in it, the magnet kind of engages and your phone stays straight up on your butt, oh. which I really liked as an implementation. But the magnet's just a little too loose. Like it needs to be a, mm -hmm. a bit of a stronger magnet. But then, of course, the pants get heavier. And the, so, as you know, design is all trade-offs and trying to figure out the right the right weight and cost and structure and all those things overall those those back pockets could be reinvented overall i feel like usually they are a little bit too smallish oh yeah um, from a fashion standpoint i do understand that people do not want to kind of emphasize their butts um <laughs> I, I i get that but on the other hand I feel if you add that usability, then it's up to you if you want to kind of bulk up your butt or if you don't. But at least you have the option of a bigger pocket in the back. Totally. I feel that could be a yeah. uh, could be a really cool idea, actually. And I also like um, I tried some mission workshops 
pants. Mm -hmm. uh, God, I can't remember the name of them. I tried them earlier this year. Super lightweight, like definitely summer pants, but they had a nice little side pocket, zippered pocket that was actually on the back of the thigh. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a very interesting place to put a pocket um, because that is usually a, a loose area in the pants anyways, mm -hmm. right? So even if you put something in there, some headphones, your phone, even if it's a heavier thing, um, you don't really feel it because it's not touching you. It's always mm -hmm. kind of just loosely hanging there. I thought that that was an interesting type of innovation, right? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind moving my two back pockets to two zippered pockets that hang off of the bottom of my thigh a little bit overall, or something like that. Overall, I don't understand why not more brands at least add one zipper to one pocket. The times that I kind of lost my keys in my car, because obviously in the car seat, you kind of are slanted to the back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I always lose my keys inside mm -hmm. the, the small area where the handbrake is and your shift lever. It always slides in that area. I'm like, right. where's my keys? And then <laughs> when I'm walking outside and then I'm, I don't know, I'm, in the supermarket, for instance, I'm like, oh no, I lost my house keys. <laughs> I'm looking around. Fortunately, I got my my um, my Bluetooth connector in, and then I realized, okay, it's in the car. But still, it's kind of really <laughs> annoying. I wish there was zippers on. Have you uh, have you put the AirPods on your keys or the uh, Air uh, tags, sir? Um, I I am an Android user, so I can't use them. I'm waiting. I'm really or waiting for or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I have that. the Chipolo on there, but it's okay. not that great. I okay. it's okay-ish, but I wouldn't recommend it actually. Um, okay. Same with because opposed to the Apple version, it only works with Bluetooth, right? So you have only like 30 meters of actual way to find oh. it so tile and uh, chipotle work that way they have a version that works with the apple network but if you don't have an iphone it's pretty much then useless. it doesn't matter yeah. yeah so i'm waiting for google google is supposed to bring out an AirTag competitor this year uh next year but yeah that would be amazing if they actually get that because everyone has google maps if they integrated that with google maps i uh, would be It would be smart. Killer feature, yeah. It would be a very, very tough feature. For sure, especially worldwide. But pants is a really cool idea. Do you... What's your favorite fabric when it comes down to pants? So I assume you're not a jeans kind of person if you are... I just bought my first pair of jeans in maybe 10 years. Wow. Like, uh, like a week ago. So wow. no, I don't wear a lot of jeans. I wore, I bought them more or less for work, like events to dress tech casual or whatever tech what? tech uh, professional any specific reason um, why do you you went against jeans, just, jeans um i've always found them to be really heavy first of all so traveling in particular good point i find them on the heavy side uh in the winters here especially in chicago it gets bitterly cold so i can't mm. wear them at all in the winter like yeah. when it's that cold can't wear them in the summer either because they're so heavy <laughs> so i feel like for me there's just a limited window for wearing them uh unless i'm going to be indoors all day or something so basically got them as like conference pants um when i want to be a little more casual i guess 
I mostly wear chinos. I mean, I would mm-hmm. say I wear chinos or tech pants, you yeah, know, yeah, Western yeah. Rise, Evolution pants or Diversion pants or something like that. Honestly, probably of the month, like 20 days in the month, I probably wear one of those pants. Yeah, yeah. 22 days in the month, something like that. I mean, they're comfortable. And as you said, from a weight perspective, also very, very useful. Lightweight. Yeah, lightweight, yeah. yeah. So now we went a little bit off topic from bags, which is another good segue from the next question, because I w- always wanted to know, you have been doing YouTube videos for a while now on Karyology, but also on your uh, own channel. Besides bags, are there any other items or topics that you would love to cover in YouTube videos? Are there any interests that where you could see yourself venturing out to? Yeah, I mean, I think just like all of the people who do bags, I love EDC, right? Mm-hmm. So pens, wallets, knives. I mean, if you look at my desk right now, there's like just 12 of my favorite knives just sit here all the time for when I'm going to go out <laughs> or whatever. Um, you know, tech, of course, we've been talking a lot about tech, mm. I think. Um, I, I like the idea of reviews. I would like to do some, some maybe more tech reviews. I would like to do more, um, like tips and tricks as well. Right. You know, we were talking about Bedwin, packing light, um, figuring out how to pack light, even if you're bringing multiple things. Um, I like doing that for daily carry stuff. You know, I think Tom and, you know, um, Taylor, uh, a couple of the other people that we all, uh, know, they're great about being like, I'm only bringing two t-shirts and one pair of underwear and one pair of socks. And I'm going to make that work for three weeks or something. Like that. <laughs> exactly. And then they, they can bring a 20, 20 liter bag or a 22 liter bag. I'm not quite that person. I, you know, I want to help people pack things like a yeah, 30 same. liter bag or a 20 liter bag with tech or a 15 liter bag with just tech, but bring your roller bag like you always would, right? Like yeah. you don't have to kill yourself trying to travel with one bag just to be, you know cool <laughs> yeah exactly so, so tech. hopefully i'll get into stuff like that some more tech reviews some more tips and tricks um yeah what kind of tech like what kind of tech would you be interested obviously cameras but is there anything other that that you think in the tech world tech space that would interest you uh specifically category wise i would like to do work tech So things that help maximize the day, things that help you stay healthier when you're working, things that help, you know, you travel lighter. So we were talking a little bit earlier about the magic mouse and keyboard, Mm -hmm. right? Not always the best actual experience using, but a really good experience using. Mm -hmm. I, I personally love the mouse. I know it's not for everybody. It's personally one of my favorite items, but also... They're extremely lightweight and both of their batteries last for months at a time. Mm. So the ability to travel with them is just increased. I've been working with um, or using the MX Master Series, the mouse mm-hmm. and the keyboard as well. Yeah. Also fantastic. Have different skill sets, if you will, or like different skill sets that you might fulfill if you yeah. travel with those. But also a little bit bulkier, a little yeah. bit different for travel totally diff- difficult to pack the mx master yeah i know um 
you know, Tom, for example, loves traveling with the roost stand. Mm -hmm. I personally, I'm a moft kind of five in one stand person. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. the moft is a little bit heavier, but I like the way that it elevates about two and a half feet. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I'm standing and working, I am very much standing straight up and it really helps with my back and my neck. So I like that. I'm willing to carry it or carry the extra weight for that type of experience. Is that a stand where you can actually also elevate the mouse and the keyboard or what's the five no. in one? What, why is it five in one? I've never heard uh, of it's that. got five different shapes basically. So it's got one that's just like pure elevation of two and a half feet. Oh, it's got okay. two or three different angled versions, oh, like that's different the uh, versions one. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a good I... stand though. And it lays completely flat, right? Like it's very, very thin. You can just throw it in the same compartment as your laptop most of the time. Mm-hmm. But do you have a stand? Do you, I mean, I assume you have a standing desk at the place that you're working regularly, but do you, how do you stand in other places or is it just, are you just standing up or are you just standing on your work desk or do you also stand somewhere else, wherever you are? Um, So at uh, my office, there are standing desks. So mm-hmm. I'll stand there. Uh, my office here in my house with my studio, uh, I stand. I actually mm-hmm. don't have a chair at all. I don't move the desk. I always yeah. stand here. So I'll stand here. And then when I'm going to work at a coffee shop or something like that, I will try to prioritize places that have um, high tops or high That's tables a, okay. so that I can stand as well. Um, but if I can't, I can't, right? Like, again... The priority is working that day. Mm-hmm. I always have to finish the work that I'm doing, yeah. just like anybody else. I would like to do it while standing. I think it makes my day feel better. It makes me feel better. If I can't, I can't, just like anybody else. Like yeah. I'll find whatever coffee shop I need to go to mm-hmm. to just finish the work that I need to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, that's pretty cool. But when I can stand, I will. <laughs> that's cool because I do have a standing desk or one that I can move up and down. But... I have to admit, I haven't put that desk into standing mode for quite a while, so <laughs> I might need to do that after this this podcast because, yeah, it's kind of stupid that I don't use it in the standing mode that often. <laughs> you know, I try to do the reverse, right? I try to stand for, you know, two-thirds or three-quarters of the day as yeah. much as I can, like, physically take, Um And then when I'm in meetings or, you know, meeting with other people or things like that, oftentimes we'll go to a meeting room, we'll sit and have coffee or whatever. So I'll get a little bit of sitting in throughout the day, but I mostly try to skew towards standing. Mm, That's awesome. That's cool that you do that, that you actually have gotten into the habit to stand. You can do it too, well. Yeah, I I know, but I just always forget about it because I always think... (laughs) I'm working already so much with the dog and going to the gym and then I'm kind of like, I don't need to to stand. But you're totally <laughs> right. I, I, I do need to stand a little bit, especially for my back. I feel that my back is, exactly. is okay-ish uh, due to the exercises that I do. But still, I am honestly afraid to have this kind of slightly bent yep. over um, back to neck area you see that yeah. a lot with people who work like 24 7 on on a desk so yeah mm-hmm. I, I i totally applaud you for actually putting that <laughs> into a habit a regular habit that's cool 
Thank you. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully stays. I have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. But that's a cool idea to actually consider that a topic. You should actually do that to improve or the effectiveness of work. That's and anywhere you tech. go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you do you have from the top of your mind some work tech items besides now the stand where you can say, okay, that is something that has improved my work life and that I would recommend to anyone? Yeah, actually I got two things. I'm gonna show them to you. Um they're both from yeah. they're actually both from Anchor. Which I gotta commend Anchor as a company. Honestly, at the moment, they haven't sent me any of this stuff. But they're not spot. They don't sponsor me or anything like that. But I everything. I mean, I hope so. We got everything <laughs> that I get from them. I end up finding to be really in line mm -hmm. with somebody who's either a digital nomad or who's looking to travel a little bit lighter. First one mm -hmm. I'm gonna talk about. This is a this is a twenty thousand milliamp uh, battery. It's got a nice little mm -hmm. screen on it. Um, this was I got it during Black Friday. I want to say it was like $95 or 90 bucks. So that's um, a power charges, bank. Uh, power okay. bank charges my laptop, my MacBook Pro um, from zero to 100 on one charge. So this, oh, wow. this is fantastic, especially if you're somebody who works a lot on the road. You got a lot of devices. You need to be able to send that last email or do mm -hmm. whatever. This thing has saved my life yeah. more than once. Um, charging my phone, charging my iPad, whatever it is, I bring this with me or a version of this with me everywhere. I've been using power banks forever. I think everybody yeah. has. This one has been one of my favorite. Also uses two or three, sorry, key chargers on mm -hmm. the um, side. Uh, and it's a GAN charger. So everything is super That's fast. Cool. And, uh, it's fairly, fairly small. I'm not sure how tall you are and how big your hands are, but... Just from the video I on for the audio listeners, I would say that's about the size of maybe two mouse bars, three mouse bars. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably about four mouse bars total, yeah, just because yeah, of how yeah, thick okay. it is, right? Yeah, if you yeah. put them all together, but yeah, I mean, roughly that size. So um, really good. It's not super light, but for twenty thousand milliamps, I mean, you're not going to find anything probably lighter than this. So that's one, and then the second one. And this is a little bit silly, but mm -hmm. having a good dongle. It's important. Again, when you're on the road, yeah, you yeah. don't know where you're going to be. You're going to be true, doing yeah. a presentation. You're going to be sitting in a coffee shop. Yeah. You know, you need to be able to have multiple outlets, especially with what we do, having card mm -hmm. readers available. Yes. Uh, just so huge. So this has gotten just almost unlimited use <laughs> for me. Yeah, and yeah. then it has two HDMI. So if I'm ever in a place... Hopefully, where there's two screens, two additional screens, I can plug both of them. So what's on it? It's two HDMI's, SD card, and mini SD card reader. Um, yep. And then two USB-A's, USB mm -hmm. and then one USB-C, yeah. and uh, one, um, one gigabit yeah. Ethernet. Yeah, that's really useful. So it's a, It's a pretty solid one. Again, it doesn't have everything right like i use a sony a7s4 i have the um cf express so it doesn't have mm. a cf express is it the end of the world no i barely use it anymore i barely travel with this anymore so i don't really need that anymore i would love to have an additional usb-c so mm. that i could plug in another usb-c yeah. item but again 
yeah, not the worst thing. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Do you know the the current limitations in terms of power banks? What you are allowed to carry on board? I do not. So you never had a problem with the with with that that one, right? No, but I never check it either. Um, it's always in my onboard bag. Mm, okay. Uh, I know. God, what was it in the away bags for a while? They had ten thousand milliamp banks, and they made you remove them, but you could take them on the plane. Oh, okay. So I think, as yeah. far as I know, there's not a a limitation, but. Yeah, yeah. For anybody who's watching, maybe don't overcharge it before you fly. You know, hit it mm. or let it let it sit around eighty yeah. percent, and uh, you should be okay to go. Yeah, I think power banks also at home are so useful because, for instance, I always tell that in in my power bank recommendations somewhat that on my couch there's no power outlet next to the couch, and. Mm -hmm. I also don't want to annoy my wife with like putting like just long extension cords and then kind of trying to hide them somewhere. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have that discussion. So <laughs> I'd rather have the power bank next to wherever I'm sitting comfortably to charge my smartwatch and my phone. And for that alone, I love power banks to have almost everywhere. My oldest oh, power yeah. bank actually, which is only like, I would say 6,000 milliampere hours is from anchor and that one mm. I, i think i have that for more than 10 years because i even even more because i do know that i have that one before my wife and i even knew each other so yeah oh, wow this anchor is really reliable um when it comes down to long-term usability i feel not sure about the mm. newest products but yeah the old ones they are built like tanks These, I mean, these newest products I have been very impressed with over the last maybe three or four years, these GAM products that they've been releasing mm. in particular, super impressive uh, technology overall. And uh, it has lightened my load generally when I'm traveling, especially carrying, I don't know if you carry one of these guys, but like one of these multi. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I just replaced my MacBook charger yeah. with one of these. And, you know, this is another good item to add to the list. Maybe it just, mm. it really has changed so much of the way that I travel. I just have to bring the one, the one adapter now, yeah. um, the one wall charger and I'm good to go. I just recently got uh, one GAN charger as well. And um, I was wondering because GAN chargers, for those of you who don't know, are very efficient in terms of output and loading and um, distributing the power over multiple outlets, but also they are heavier than other pl uh, plugs. And I was wondering, we in Germany, we have these European plugs where you basically have the two prongs with the contacts mm. for the power, plus kind of like, like a connection point where it prevents the plug from accidentally slipping out of the wall plug mm -hmm. and then exposing the metal contacts to to anyone around it and i was wondering with the gan charger the one that you showed also had this kind of foldable and i feel that the contacts are very short in combination yeah. with the gan charger being fairly heavy does it actually stay in the wall or does it 
kind of wiggle itself out due to the weight and whenever the cable is kind of moving around. So this one is actually pretty good um, okay. because it's uh, it's longer than it is wide, if you will, okay. or it's, mm -hmm. if you're plugging it in. I have another one, the 120 watt one does exactly what you're saying. It's mm. it's pretty long for the thickness. Yeah. So when you plug it in, it always does it has this a kind lot of, of leverage. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. This one, because the the plug is so close to the top and it has mm. so much uh leverage on the bottom, when you plug it in, it sits really, okay. really nicely, actually. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. But this one's a hundred watts, I want to say. So yeah, a little bit less power output, but sort of okay so yeah I, I see it so that's that's what i was kind of wondering about i do remember the i think it was the I, ipad charger that also had this the two prongs and then the the whole block of the charger was fairly long and i yeah. remember when i uh went to usa and had that charger it, always kind of wiggled it's because obviously when you're holding the ipad and you charge it you the cable moves around and then it oh, totally. always wiggles itself out of the wall plug and oh, <laughs> totally. it's also dangerous I mean, right isn't it the fire hazard a, oh for sure i was at a hotel just this week where i had plugged this one in and literally i plugged it in without any cables or anything and it just mm. fell out plugged it into the next one same thing i had to like prop a coke can underneath it oh, just to man. keep it plugged into the walls like this is dangerous like replace the outlets <laughs> yeah oh that's scary that's scary yeah. so i'm with you yeah i wish uh in the u.s we could probably improve the standard a little bit for mm. um general wall outlets yeah. yeah just to keep those suckers in there that would be cool <laughs> exactly. but i i mean i assume that would be very difficult to kind of introduce the standard yeah that that oh absolutely i would take forever so my last question is what are your youtube or what other youtube channels do you enjoy besides bag channels that you would recommend or that you enjoy just watching um channels uh i've been watching a lot of the y files it's a little bit more of a weird kind of conspiracy theory one oh. but uh he's always trying to debunk conspiracy theories oh, which i appreciate cool. why it's files? interesting at the very least yeah he's okay. uh he's an interesting dude and um he treats it a little bit like investigative journalism um so he'll report and the way he kind of sets it up, it's almost like he's reporting like it actually happened. And then he spends the last 10 or 15 minutes telling you, oh, this story, you know, came from somebody, but this person's not credible for this, this, and this reason, or, you know, things like that. So sets it up really interestingly, and he's a good storyteller. So I like that. Um, cool. I've also been watching Huge If True um, by Cleo oh, yeah. Abrams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and which I really appreciate her style a lot. And mm. it's really engaging. Uh, obviously, like the big guys like MKB, MKBHD and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, Mr. Beast every once in a while when yeah. I'm feeling young and, and nostalgic. But his, <laughs> uh, his videos are a little, uh, they're a little more youthful, I think, than yeah. my, uh, my demographic. Um, yeah, that's it. I've been watching a lot of anime, actually, recently. I just finished Demon Slayer. Um, okay. What else is coming on? What else did I just watch? I oh, actually, I've been watching Pluto, that new one on uh, Netflix. Really good. Okay, I just actually canceled Netflix 
two weeks ago because I was kind of annoyed by Netflix, if I'm not totally honest. They keep raising the price. They are, they're going to lose customers for sure. Have you uh, already watched this new Rebel Moon by Zack Snyder? No. Everyone is shitting on that. Like I've crazy. heard. I've seen some bad yeah, reviews. Yeah, but the trailer so many, was amazing. The trailer was awesome, great. but yeah, all of the reviews are like, wow, that was harsh. Some of the reviews that I, I've seen you about know, that. Zack Snyder is really interesting to me because he's always been, like, a little ahead of his time, kind of. Like all his movies do poorly and then do really well. Um. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I feel like most of his movies bombed at the box office, except for 300, basically. It was like the only movie mm. that he ever made that was not a bomb. Watchmen, Watchmen also didn't bomb, but in the in some of the reviews about Rebel Moon, there was the argument that all of the films that weren't written by him didn't bomb, and those were 300 and Watchmen. Because they mm. were so close to the original book material. They adapted the book yeah, material, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was kind of the argument, but I was same as you. I watched the trailer and I was like, damn, why did I cancel Netflix? And now I see all of the reviews and I'm like, okay, maybe it's not that bad that I canceled <laughs> Netflix. I'm not, <laughs> not sure. Yeah. Oh, we'll Actually, see. I don't know. I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, I'm still intrigued yeah. whether or not the reviews are good. Speaking of uh, animated series, I actually watched Invincible on Amazon Prime. Oh, so time. good. Yeah, it's so good. But what's what's going on with the second season? Did, does, it, it just, just stopped. stopped. Yeah. Is it... it took them forever to make it. I don't know. I think they were just doing, maybe they're just doing half and then they're going to release okay. the second half in the new year or something like that. Yeah, I was kind of confused. Um, honestly, read the books. The, the, the Invincible Compendiums is what they're okay. called. The Compendium 1, Compendium 2, Compendium 3. Really fantastic okay. uh, set of comics from Image Comics. They're very long, but um, really, really good. Really engaging, fun comics. Would you recommend to read them on, on a tablet, like in an app? Yeah. Which, which I app always are you which app are you using? I just use Apple Books just because mm -hmm. it's easy. Just mm -hmm. vivid colors. It's just easy. So most okay. of my comic books at this point, if I don't have them physically, are on Apple Books. Okay. Okay. And then you consume them, I assume, on a bigger iPad or... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm Makes really, it easier. I'm really interested to get into comics, but I was kind of hesitant to... I love physical items, but... Uh, I do know that they just just will like use up too much space. So They're heavy, um, yeah. yeah. It's it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame any tablet. I mean, you uh, you should be able to get these books, right? Mm -hmm. Even Kindle will sell these comic books. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I would just say don't use your own your regular Kindle because it's just black and white. That's yeah, the yeah. only difference, right? If you've got like a Fire or any of those mm -hmm. other yeah um color tablets samsung google whatever um oh, comic books are great on tablets yeah. Yeah. so vivid so good so invincible invincible compendium you said right yes the invincible compendium invincible compendium all right i will check that out because i i was surprised i watched the first episodes month ago or whenever it came out and i was not that 
convinced to actually put time into the series. And then I saw, okay, there's the second season. Everyone's raving about that. And so I was pushing through the first episode. And then the second episode started and was hooked. I binged watched it. And I was kind of confused that the second season is kind of stopping. And But it's really good. But in the first, so in season one, in the first episode, you watched after the credits, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like the most important scene in the whole yeah, yeah. episode. I don't know Definitely. why they put it after the credits. <laughs> I totally, totally watched that. And but I think the very first 15 or 20 minutes, I'm not sure if it's spoiler, but uh pluck your ears if you don't want to have spoilers. But it's just training <laughs> montage, but and it's it feels kind of no, I'm not sure if cheesy is the right word, but it felt a little bit. It's all set up. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't hooking me, but then yeah. the end credit scene was. That was wow. It was really that good. scene is one of my favorite animated scenes. I yeah. Think ever. Also, so it good. it just um, just destroys all of those expectations that you think you have and that's why uh, the first episodes now in hindsight is actually so good because i was oh this is just another marvel copy Superhero. yeah and yeah now he has a training montage and blah 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 it's kind of boring and then bam it hits you so hard uh, right. so good yeah i will oh. definitely read that all <laughs> right thank you so much for for being a guest again on my podcast where can people find you if they want to see your content yeah for now um you can follow me at uh dsamwell13 on instagram or uh if you want to go to the cariology youtube channel or the instagram you'll see my stuff there but more importantly you'll see all of our carry uh techniques tips and tricks and reviews and bank guides and whatnot there awesome Thank you so much for, for your time and everyone follow Dave on Instagram and of course on Cariology and we hear each other in the next episode. Thank you very much. <laughs>